Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stephen Krejcik of the Lotto Jumbo team as well and Adam Yates of Orica Green Edge and Anthony Turgis who had a little bit of a tumble as he headed in towards Scarborough but stayed on his bike. Great Britain have won their first medal. It was Adam Peaty in a world record time breaking his own world record. She punches the air and she crosses that blue finish line. The world champion of 12 months ago who finished second here last time around has won it. The athlete's village is not a place for fighting. I've never heard that ever in Olympic and Paralympic history. This is Anything But Footy, the Olympic and Paralympic podcast, covering the Games all the time, rather than once every four years. I'm John. And I'm Michael. And coming up in this episode, what a marathon. What a London marathon. And we are speaking to you from the finish of the London marathon as we review one of the greatest ever events in its history. We say hello to both men and women who lit up the streets of London and won it. And goodbye to the greatest male long-distance runner in British history. That, of course, is Mo Farah. Also, we're going to catch up with the British runners who were first through the finish line on the Mall after those gruelling and what's been a very wet 26.2 miles. Yeah, I'm kind of glad we're in a tented media centre at the moment, although I keep being dripped on. It's, it's raining that much that I am getting wet. As ever, you can let us know what you think and get in touch anytime at Anything But F on Twitter or messages on Insta or Facebook. We're on anythingbutfooty.com or anythingbutfooty at gmail.com. So it was the comeback of all comebacks in the women's elite race. Safan Hassan, with about 12 miles in, was kind of clutching her left thigh and really struggling. And a couple of times she stopped and actually stretched it and tried to get back into running. She dropped off the lead pack, but eventually she clawed it back and clawed it back. And by the time we hit the embankment, Westminster, and round the bend, she was in the front three and she won with a sprint finish. 
She's probably my new favourite athlete after today. She's been absolutely fantastic to chat to, and we spoke to her, obviously, uh, for anything but footy. We'll hear that in a moment. I chatted to her for Talk Sport, been covering the event for the radio today. Um, and so much from those conversations that we had with her about the race. She woke up this morning, she said she was nearly crying, thinking, what am I doing? What am I doing running a marathon? Because we know her as a track runner and Olympic medalist over 5K and 10K. I think there were three things today where it could have gone very wrong for Sifan Hassan. One was when she was trying to get some fluids on board and she'd obviously never done that, never practiced that. She struggled with it. She didn't really know what the routine was in terms of getting the drinks. Then there was the issues that you were talking about, the injury issues that she said was a quad on her left leg. She stopped a couple of times and tried to stretch that out. Interestingly, the commentators on the course here were all urging her at that point to pull out the race, Stop. And not do any further damage. Budapest World Championships, more important for you. Don't do it. Don't carry on. Stop whatever you do, Sifan. She she said she thought about stopping all the way through and the third time as she turned to try and sprint for home she nearly got taken out by a motorbike and she also didn't know the finish line was no, the finish line she couldn't believe it when she saw it that that was that the finish and that she was going to win the marathon so yeah i mean terrific terrific performance today really really good and and a great great interview to to hear from her after the race as well it's just amazing i'm so grateful i'm happy i don't know what to say it's amazing Tell us what the problems you were having, because it looked about halfway like you might stop and pull out. Was that in your mind? Yeah, so many times. So many times. And I, I like until the last two kilometers, I thought I'm going to stop somewhere. But after 35 kilometers, I, like, I was feeling good. And I didn't even feel the pain. I was like, but still, I, I, I thought I never, I didn't even care to win. I was like, okay, whatever, number five, number six. I just want to finish the race. That's all matter for me. That's like, or I get, I uh, try to just go as much as far possible to get experience. For me, it's like learning moment. I want to learn as much, yeah, as much as possible. What was it like when you saw that finish line? And then at what point did you think, I am going to win the London Marathon? When I crossed the line, I say, oh, okay, I'm going to win London Marathon. <laughs> I didn't even believe it. So I said, I'm not, I'm, I'm, look, I saw it. I feel good at the last two kilometers, but I thought... No, everybody feels good, and uh, I saw so the finish line. I like that's not possible. Like maybe it's something wrong with me. Like maybe something going on, and another kilometer left, and I didn't even believe it. Just finally, how does this compare to double Olympic gold? For me, it's no less than that because the distance is is forty-two kilometers. I have bigger respect for it. For it, so it's it's no less for me than Olympic. I, I never forget. I will never forget about it. I never, never. And what she also told us after that is that she is not going to concentrate on the marathon now. She's going to go back to the track. She's, of course, the double Olympic champion and a bronze medalist in the 1500 metres when she fell and managed to still get there. So she's the 5 and 10k Olympic champion. And that's what she's going to concentrate on in the World Championships in Budapest. Yeah, she says she will go back to marathon running she's looking at one in america and she just said she had a tremendous time in london so i think we will see her on the streets of london soon as well it got even better then we thought that was an amazing race and then the men's elite race the second fastest marathon ever and a course record for kelvin kiptum of kenya now he i think won his first ever marathon in valencia in 2022 he burst onto the scene there he's really burst into into the scene now in london 18 seconds off a world record 
Yeah, he's really pushing, isn't he, Elliot Kipchoge? I don't know whether it's the, the end for Elliot Kipchoge. He's not raced today, but he is he here. He started it. He started it. He is here and he's been watching it. And I'm sure he'll have been watching uh, Kelvin Kipton as well. But I think what was impressive was the time over the second half of the marathon, which, as I understand it, was faster, F- than, faster than the first half. He did it in less than an hour. That is absolutely sensational. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we have just seen two brilliant exhibitions of elite marathon running on the streets of London today. We'd been talking, hadn't we, about world records in the build-up to this. We thought that might come in the women's race because it was so loaded. And then we were talking pretty much right up to the mall about this world record in the men's race. And as you say, just 18 seconds off the end. Incredible. And you caught up with him afterwards. Well, congratulations. What does that mean to have achieved that in London today? I'm so happy. Yeah, so much happy. Did you expect to run as fast as you did? No. First of all, the rain was almost halfway. The rain was so much. How tough were the conditions? Can you describe them to me when you woke up this morning or when you got to the start? The conditions were so, so bad. I didn't to expect to run like this. Maybe we could have run 204. Yeah. And can you describe to me how much you enjoyed London and the atmosphere and the support today? I enjoy London atmosphere, the crowd cheering on the course. Very good. I enjoy London. I'm guessing from that interview he's still speechless. <laughs> a <laughs> man of few words. In all seriousness, how's your Kenyan? If you went and did an interview Ex- in Kenya. Exactly what I said afterwards when people were <laughs> sort of saying he doesn't say a lot. I'm saying, right, let, let's go to the Kenyan marathon, shall we, and see how we get on uh, with a bunch of reporters throwing ridiculous, inane questions about how we found the streets of Kenya. Exactly. It's like, uh, Michael, why, why did it take you six hours to finish the marathon in Kenyan? <laughs> could you answer that? No. You could just go, there. Um, still to come, we hear from the best Brits of the bunch. But it's time now to say goodbye. Not quite. It's not quite because he's confirmed today that he is going to go on to the Great North Run and before that the Manchester 10K. Now I'm really happy to hear that Mo Farah is going to finish his career with a half marathon uh, from Newcastle to South Shields in the Great North Run. I'm really happy because that's quite close to where I live. So I'll be able to go and see that one and not have the uh, long drive like I've had to come to the, the London Marathon. But yeah, I think it's Mo's farewell tour this, isn't it? He's done London. And then he's, he's going to go to Manchester, Manchester and, and then uh, he's heading a bit further north and he's going to finish at the Great North Run, which, again, that doesn't surprise me. It's a brilliant event. It's very similar in feeling and vibe to the London Marathon. You've got even more runners on the streets of Newcastle and South Shields and, you know, a great place to, to bring the curtain down on, on that career. And he finished ninth in the London Marathon, his last marathon, as we say, and he said afterwards that he was disappointed his preparation had been great. But the body didn't respond today and, and it's a little bit disappointed. But again, the hardest thing is you could do the work, but if the body is not responding and you can't do it, you know it's time to call it. Honestly, I've got a little bit emotional because so many people just coming out. It's, it's pouring down with rain, but so many people coming out, giving me support, cheering for me. Didn't matter what position I was in. Just all I hear is just say, go on, Mo. And, and honestly, without the crowd... Uh, it would have been hard today. This won't be my last race. Uh, it's my last marathon today, but my last final race will be the Great North Run in September. That will be end of end of my career. So just quickly on that announcement, Great North Run, that's it. He's then officially retiring, and he confirmed, I'm not going back to the track or anything weird like that. Yeah, I think we'll see him. 
I think we will see him do some some runs. Well, he I said he'd come and do the media interviews here. Yeah, didn't he? well, I know he, he was asking for the the Eurosport job. <laughs> well, he, it was basically he issued one of those "Come and get me, please" to television <laughs> um, to come and, and join the analysis roster. I think we're still going to see him. I think in the same way that you know we saw Paula Radcliffe, for example, come back and do not a competitive marathon but more an exhibition marathon it wouldn't surprise me if you know for the right cause or whatever we see Mo Farah back on the, the roads in London or, or wherever but I think we'll still see him around and about you mentioned Paula Radcliffe 20 years on since she broke the world record it's still the world record and the course well, it's still the course record here in London so who's better who's the greatest long distance runner in British history I'm not going to answer that because I think what Paula Radcliffe did over the marathon and we know what she did over the marathon in terms of her achievements and her times doesn't compare to what Mo Farah has done in the marathon but I think when you look at Mo Farah's record on the track in terms of his medals at Olympic level and world championship level Paula Radcliffe hasn't got anywhere like that collection so I think you're basically asking me to compare a hundred meter sprinter with a triple jumper <laughs> and saying who's the best athlete because 5k and 10k on the track compared to a marathon runner I think very different disciplines and that's so I'm why not answering. no that's fine and that's why I said in the intro he's the greatest long distance male runner in British history because I don't think I think you're right you can't really compare them and and Paula's marathon record is unbelievable but double double Olympic champion for, for Mo Farah on the track is is unbelievable as well. So I, I agree with you on that. But it, it's good fun to have these, these yeah, debates. Yeah, we like to have the odd argument. And of course, Mo Farah wasn't even the fastest British man home no. either. It was um, Emile Caress. Uh, he was the first man home in seventh. Uh, he beat Mo Farah, as, as we rightly say, and you caught up with him afterwards. So how do you reflect on that marathon? Uh, yeah, it was a really, really good debut. I think uh, yeah, it was tough towards the end. I felt good for most of it and then terrible for the last little section, so... Yeah, a good learning experience, and yeah, I'll take uh, take those lessons into the next one. Is that what today was about for you, education at this distance? Yeah, definitely. That was the that was the primary goal, um, and I think I achieved that. Uh, some big lessons learned, and yeah, the, to get a decent time is a, a good bonus. What did you learn then today? I learned that I need to probably slow down a little bit more coming through the drink station because uh, I missed two drinks. I uh, just didn't grab them properly, and then should carry a gel I can actually uh, strap some gels to my bottle so if I do miss them then I can yeah take the gels on and then also if I feel good just be patient and don't be too aggressive when you've <laughs> when you've got a good distance left we saw you on Thursday sat next to Mo Farah but you're the first Brit home today how proud are you of that yeah I'm very proud to be first Brit and uh yeah I'm, I'm proud that I could have a good debut uh I'm focused in the future. Hopefully, I want to finish higher up in the race and be more competitive with the guys at the front. I think so now I was seven minutes behind the winner, so yeah, I have a long way to go. If I'm yeah, to be yeah, to be really competitive. And just finally, a quick word about Mo and all of his achievements on what is his last day out in the marathon. What would you say about him? What can you say? He's one of the best athletes of all time, British or not. Like in terms of any athlete from anywhere in any sport, he's achieved as much as anyone. So, yeah, the way he's representing Great Britain is fantastic. And, yeah, I think we should all be grateful that we got to see him compete at the, the highest level and for such a long time. Well done today. Yeah, cheers. We were talking, weren't we, ahead of this race about the greatest elite women's field. And we were obviously discussing a lot about Ailish McColgan and all the chat as far as the British perspective 
perspective was ahead of this race was about Eilish McGolgan. People weren't talking about the other British athletes. And we know that there was a few like Jess Piasecki and others that pulled out. Stephanie Davis had pulled out a few weeks ago. But under the radar, Sam Harrison, I mean, really good race for her. A huge personal best. She finished 11th, the first British woman home. And you got to speak to her for anything but footy. Sam Harrison, congratulations. The first British female home. Yes, yeah, no, it's amazing, yeah. And I got a PB as well, so happy days. What were the conditions like? Talk us through it. Yeah, to start with, you know, it was perfect conditions. It was very mild, uh, there was no rain. Um, but obviously, as time went on, um, it, it got, yeah, it was chucking it down at one point and I was soaked. Um, but then, yeah, the, the rain stopped sort of, I don't know, towards the end. Um, but it was okay. It wasn't too windy. Um, so that was the main thing for me. It's like, because the wind obviously slows you down, but um, the rain was fine. It cooled me down and, yeah, it was fine conditions. You mentioned a personal best. Is that something you were hoping for today? Yeah, yeah, the main aim was to come here and hopefully PB. Um, I PB'd over the half recently and the 10k and the 5k. So it would have been, it was nice just to, to put the fitness there into the marathon because uh, I knew I was capable of that, but it's just performing it on the day and luckily, yeah, achieved that. We're expecting a record number of finishes for this. What does it mean to be part of this amazing London Marathon event? Yeah, I mean, the lineup was uh, incredible this year, you know, gold medalists, uh, world record holders, and everything so yeah the the start list was going to be insane and it was a, pre a pleasure to be a part of that to be honest um i know i wouldn't be up there with the best but um yeah to not be too far away it was always great and sifan hassan i mean she was stretching her leg and stopping about 12 miles come back and win it and wins it what a comeback wow yeah that's incredible because i know that in the press conference you know she didn't come across too confident she said something about even finishing um so for her to win that's that's a huge huge goal for her and, and that's really exciting for the future for her really. Last one then what about from you where do you go from here? Yeah so um, probably back on the track for the summer um, focus on the 10,000 um, and then yeah some half marathons and then by the end of the year probably consider another marathon. World championships? Um, yeah yeah hopefully maybe for the 10k um, I think I'm going to give that a blast um, and then maybe another marathon sort of December time maybe focus on Valencia and go for another quick time. Well congratulations again thank you for talking to anything but footy. Lovely thank you. Great to hear from Sam Harrison and Emile Caress and hopefully we'll hear more from them and other British runners as of course the uh, year goes on and the uh, marathon and track championships continue. We've got world championships this coming summer. This is Anything But Footy, the Olympic and Paralympic podcast. Stay with us because we will be talking to some of the fastest people on the London Marathon course next. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is Anything But Footy, the Olympic and Paralympic podcast. Looking back at London 2023, the marathon. One of the best ever. Yeah, I would say absolutely it's been a vintage year for the race back in its rightful place in April I think that has maybe helped people I know that you know the the change of the time it had to happen we, we know why it happened but the changing of the time putting it in October in the calendars maybe not suited some people this year 
back to its best. This is my first experience of being here at the finish line for the London Marathon and, and working in this kind of role at this event. It's something I've watched on telly probably every year since 1981, in all honesty. Mm. Uh, I've always enjoyed it, always found it inspirational at times, always enjoyed the elite races. And this year for me, well, it's just been phenomenal. So let's talk about the uh, wheelchair results, the elite wheelchair results. An hour and a half these guys take to get round is incredible. And important, I think, to mention as well, the 40th anniversary of the wheelchair races. We had Gordon Perry here starting the wheelchair races, who won back in 1983, even though he was actually a better basketball player than he was an athlete. And that was something uh, that David Weir talked about a lot and, and how inspired he was. Sorry, I'm just slightly distracted by what appears to be someone dressed as a dustbin no, coming it's, it's through a the London door. Pride can it's a London Pride can it's a can of beer I wish it was a can of beer it's huge so yeah there was someone dressed as a London Pride can coming through the door so I'm just slightly distracted but back to the wheelchair race I think David Weir who's going to be here for number 25 next year hopefully um, obviously an eight-time winner that that's a record he's been phenomenal for the sport of wheelchair racing uh, the way the technology has moved on over those 40 years as well has been phenomenal and as I've said before and I don't apologize about saying it again it was the London Marathon that first introduced me to disability sport not the Paralympics I was seeing people doing sport in wheelchairs in the London Marathon long before I ever watched the Paralympic Games let's hear from David Weir he was fifth but first the men's winner Marcel Hoog who won his fifth London Marathon and third in a row and also Madison de Rosario the women's wheelchair winner well, so congratulations. What does it mean to have won third consecutive London Marathon, five in total? Thank you very much. Yeah, it means a lot to me. I mean, uh, to win here in the London Marathon is, is really special. Uh, but, of course, to win in a second consecutive strike, so it's just even more. more um, yeah, it means even more. Do you get attached to courses and races and look forward to them? Is, is London like that for you now because you've had success here? Uh, yes, I'm always uh, looking forward to the London Marathon. Uh, uh, of course, I had a, a lot of confidence from the races before, the marathons I had already this year. Um, but of course, London is really special because um, it's such a great marathon. It's such a great atmosphere here. There are so many crowds everywhere and they gave us so much energy and yeah it's it's a nice course as well so yeah it's just too great to be here david fifth in your 24th london marathon talk us through the day uh yeah it was tough um i tried to stay with them in the first sort of 10k there was no chance i just my body just wouldn't let me the age i think my i can't get my heart rate as high as i you know could 10 years ago so but, yeah, it's just one of those things, and, uh, yeah, we see. I don't know. Do you still love the event? Obviously, you said on Thursday or Friday when we spoke that you were definitely coming back for 25. Yeah, I'll definitely come for 25. I'm not sure after that. Um, you know, I gave it my all this winter, and I had a really strong winter. And The guys are just in another league at the moment, and, you know, they're younger than me, and I've just got to accept that. And you spoke about Marcel, you talked about him being the future, the next generation. He's equaled your three consecutive victories today. What words have you got to say about him as the winner? He's just a phenomenal athlete. I've got a lot of respect for him. You know, I've known him from when he started as a kid and um, he's just improved and every year and, and, and he's taken the sport to 
new heights that I've never seen before. And we know, because when we spoke on Friday, I asked the question what this event means to you. What memories have you added today to all of those going right back to the very early days? Just just the atmosphere today, you just, you just forget how great this marathon is. And, you know, if it weren't for the crowd, you know, it would have been even harder. But, yeah, they were from mile one to, to 26 miles, they were, they were great. Appreciate your time. Thanks as ever. Cheers. Thanks, David. This is my very first marathon in, in 2013, so it's always nice to come back. And, and since I've kind of come back to marathons after a bit of a break, this is only my, my third London. So I, I had to pull out the day before last year. So that was quite um, uh, tricky to, to, I think, mentally kind of process and get through. And so I think it's better to line up. You know, I, I was lining up this morning. I was like, this is much further than I got, you know, in, in October. So really nice to be back here. And, yeah, no, really happy with that. And a really strong field, exciting finish as well. What's gone through your mind now you know you're the London Marathon champion? Oh, God, an unreal field. I think that was one of the, the most intense parts of it is is that mental side of it. I think, you know, I think when you're in a field like that, you look around you and you know everyone's strengths and the lists for each of them are so incredibly long and those lists of weaknesses are real short. So it's a it's an intimidating field to, to be in and you're trying to, you're trying to read the race and do it, but they're not exactly a group that make too many mistakes out there. So, yeah, it's very intimidating, and, and to have it come down to a sprint is always a bit stressful, but I was really glad I was able to hold the bit of a gap that I made. And, and seeing Manuel's wheel come up beside me was very um, Tokyo Paralympics vibes, and I was like, we've been here before. So um, thankfully I was able to, to hold it. But, yeah, no, happy with that. And just finally, then, what does it mean? What does it feel like to see Buckingham Palace, the finish line, and know that you were going to win? Oh, I did not know I was going to... My head was down for that part, to be honest. I cannot say. Noticed it one bit. And um, I think that's the funny part about this race. It goes through so many iconic landmarks. It's one of the most incredible parts of it. And I have to, I think, watch the video back to actually notice um, any of them. But no, it's an unreal place to finish. And, and to know you're finishing such incredible historical like landmarks. Unreal. Well, congratulations. Well done. Thank you. It, was so, it feels such a long time ago since the wheelchair races. It feels even long ago when I caught up with a couple of people early this morning about the marathon and this is what's so exciting about it is that six or seven in the morning there's people who are nervous and excited and haven't slept much before i caught up with aiden and grace before the race london marathon morning how did yeah. you sleep uh yeah a bit like intermittent but i managed to finally fall asleep it's too excited so <laughs> is that the overall emotion yeah for the lot i mean like i was thinking i was going to be really nervous but then like the last few days it's just been excitement so like I haven't really had the nerves yet it could come but no yeah mainly just excited what's it mean to run the London Marathon I think like I forget when everyone says like they've done other marathons you forget it's the same distance because everyone talks about like the London being like the, like, the marathon to run so I think yeah because it's my first time it's definitely a good one to tick off the first time but yeah um, I saw you being dropped off at the train station. Is yeah. anyone going to come and support you later? Yeah, my mum dropped me off and just found it hard to leave. But um, no, yeah, they're all coming later. I've got a group of friends and a group of family coming to watch. So yeah, tell them to shout something different so I know who it is. But yeah, I'm excited. And who are you running for? I'm running for the Soldiers Charity. Happy to get around, happy to raise money for them. Well, good luck. Thank you very much. Cheers. Hi, I'm Grace and I'm from Breast Cancer Now and we're here supporting our runners. And we're here quite early because I think we're about the 24, 25 mile yep. mark, but it's very quiet at the moment. Yeah, so just here, make sure we get a good spot so we can cheer all the runners on at mile 24. A uh, really important place to be to get them over that last distance. Because this is the hardest bit, isn't it? You, 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 I, I've never run the marathon myself, but I understand you kind of hit a wall and you just just to get through that last couple of miles. Yeah, the runners just need some extra support at this point. They're so close to the end. It's really, really tough. Um, yeah, so we just want to be here to make sure that they can get through to the end and be here to cheer them on. 
Do they hear you? Because there's going to be so much other noise. Uh, yeah, we make sure we're going to have about, uh, hopefully about 25 uh, volunteers here on this point. So we just cheer really loud for everyone and just extra loud for our Breast Cancer Now runners. And how many runners have you got for Breast Cancer Now? I've got about 250 today. Finally, what's it like being part of the London Marathon and the fact it's back in April as well? It's brilliant. It's such an incredible event. It's an event like no other. The atmosphere, everyone coming together to cheer everyone on and seeing all the runners and what it means to them to be taking part is really something very special. We wish you all the best of luck. Thank you. And you know what? Today has been a vintage London Marathon and we'll talk about Madison de Rosario. We'll talk about Marcel Hoog. We'll talk about Sam Harrison and Emil Caress from the British point of view. We'll obviously talk about Sifan Hassan and Kelvin Kipton and it will be Mo Farah that gets all the headlines tomorrow because he said goodbye to the marathon. But actually, this race is about that person dressed as a London Pride can, and it is about Aidan that you bumped into on the train into London today. That is what the London Marathon is all about. As ever, you can get in touch anytime at Anything But F on Twitter or message us on Insta or Facebook. We're on anythingbutfooty.com or anythingbutfooty at gmail.com on the email. So a record-breaking London Marathon in many more ways than one. 48,000-plus runners will finish on a rainy, wet day in London, but the support has been incredible, and so has the athletic performance. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.